Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Wednesday evening. It's cozy and comfy here, even if it's snowy and rainy out. We got another hour-long maker show, Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada. I'm that engineer that you ask. With me is Mr. Lady Ada. We're broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory in downtown Manhattan, so we do all the design, testing, shipping, manufacturing support of electronic goodies and guides and videos. A lot of stuff will be shown off tonight, next hour. We've got news, we've got videos, we've got Python, we've got products, we've got uh, new tutorials, we've got giveaways at the end, of course, and uh, we'll also be answering your questions. All that and more on Ask Engineer. Why don't we tell them what's on tonight's show? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Tonight's code is bird synth. That's very, very specific. This one's for the birds. For the birds. Uh, Birdsynth gets you 10% off the native fruit store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time or when I remember to turn off the code. It's for us, an independent open source hardware company here in New York City. We have things like 401ks and paid time off for charity and all sorts of stuff. This is only supported by you, the customers out there. So when you purchase something, you can also save some money. Birdsynth is the code. Everything except for Adabox and gift certificates. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. A lot of cool projects. Lady Ada will talk about who's on the show and tell this week and what they shared. Back the mailbag will stop by, read your emails and more to us. We have an enormous amount of Python on our hardware news. We'll go over that and more. Time travel around the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, current news. Some main New York City factory footage here from Adafruit. Some 3D printing videos. Got some cool new products. Got a bunch of top secret. We'll answer your questions, and we'll do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, where we have over 10,000 people in this 24-7 live hacker space, and we're also in the Discord open source listing. You have to, like, apply for it, and we got it. because we, we are open source. source. Yay. We'll give away something at the end of the show, all that and more on... Dun, dun, dun. You guessed it. Ask an engineer. Okay. Um... All right. Yeah. We're so here. One thing, um, don't forget Curtis Bird synth. This will make sense later. Um, synth sense? Yes. The synth will make sense later. Uh, we have free stuff, and we've been changing it up every week. New, different freebies this week. Yeah. What is the, what's the tiers this week? All right. So now we've got, it's new. So you pay attention. It's not the same every week. This week, for $99 or more, you get a free Promo Proto half-size breadboard. It's a uh, Solderless breadboard shaped PCB. You can solder to with nice gold pads and colored silk screens so you can take your project from a solderless breadboard and make it permanent. That's $99 or more. $149 or more, we have a new uh, set of freebies. You will get one enamel pin. We have four options available right now. As, as long as supplies last, of course, if we sell out of one, we'll, we'll just offer you one of the different ones. You can get Blinka, the CircuitPython, heck in a way, a computer. You can get Boomi our uh, sound-making boombox with uh, gigantic glossy eyes. You get an Adabot pin, or you get a Sparky the Blue Smoke monster pin. You'll get a random one, and if you make an account, you'll get a different one on each order. So make an account so that you'll, you'll not get a duplicate if you order twice. $199 or more, you'll get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. That's free, trackable shipping. It'll get there when it gets there. It's insured, it's well packaged, it's taken care of. We really like UPS ground shipping. Um, so that is uh, $1.99 or more. And then $2.99 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express, our premier and easy to use learning platform for all developers, whether you want to learn hardware or software. It's got LEDs, buttons, sensors, capacitive touch. You can program it in Arduino, CC++, uh, make code for Microsoft, which is TypeScript or block-based programming. 
You can program it with CircuitPython, which is the most popular language uh, being taught is Python. You can also use uh, microblocks, and you can use edublocks, and you can use um, some other, I'm sure there's other languages that you can use, maybe like Rust or something. Um, and all that is available at each level, and you'll get all the things from the previous levels as well. So there's no reason not to just make a gigantic cart. Okay. Uh, for shipping, don't forget UPS Ground is the best way to go in the continental U.S. It'll get there, it's trackable. Um, postal, um, it may disappear for a while, but it'll get there eventually. Um, it's lower cost, of course. Um, but we do offer it. There's tracking, but don't necessarily rely on it. Take it from me, someone who's shipped a lot of packages. Yeah, I should um, And then there's DHL for International. Use that one for sure if you want it to get through really fast, prepaid customs and more. In Manhattan, we have same-day delivery if you order before 11 a.m. and the zip code pops up as a same-day delivery location. They data every week for like a decade. We've been doing the show and tell people around the world. They show and share the project. We had a full house tonight. Uh, who was on the show and tell and what did they share? I'm glad you asked. Well, we had a whole bunch of people. It got, it got packed. We had Erin uh, come by. She hacks on stuff for Adafruit and Rights Guide. She showed off um, the LED spats. It's a guide that just went live. We'll show off the video, a uh, little uh, or animated GIF or photo soon. But these um, slip-on spats, uh, feature a Gemma M0 and some LED pixels and it's a really easy way to add some blink to your costume and uh, you just slip them on your legs but she's working on more parts of this Edwardian costume so in addition to the spats she's also got some LED fascinators coming and uh, there may or may not be an LED corset which she didn't show off but she she teased the idea so check that out and look at her Twitter she's got some upcoming photos if you want to see what she's glowing up she's the ultimate glow upper uh, JP has a Bluetooth low-energy controlled ro rover project using our nice new purple chassis uh, and Cricut. This time it's all in CircuitPython, so we're using CircuitPython with our Bluefruit NRFD2840 board, um, which is what we're using for Bluetooth low-energy and CircuitPython, and uh, you can make a little rover car with it, so that's kind of neat. It's a new upgrade, make it easier than ever. Uh, Noam Pedro made a 3D printed Pi stand, we'll show the video soon. If you have a Raspberry Pi Zero and you're like, you want it to sit on your desk and look nice, this pie stand will do the job for you. Katni showed off the code for her VCNL uh, light and proximity sensor. Um, she learned how to read a data sheet and then convert that into I squared C read and write commands into CircuitPython. So she's writing a driver for this sensor chip, which is very exciting. So we'll have a light sensor soon from Katni. She designed the board. She uh, made the Eagle Cat object. She routed it, and we sent it off, and then uh, it's becoming live. This is how the sausage is made. Scott showed off uh, some Yamaha synthesizer PCBs, guts and elastomers, and chipsets. Um, you might want to hack it, and uh, he'll put CircuitPython on it somehow. So the first step is just to see what is already on there to be CircuitPythonified. And then we had some uh, folks from the community. Melissa, who's been writing a ton of code and helping out with pull requests, which is like so awesome. Um, she's got a Grand Central controlled robot. Uh, it used to run on a Mega, but now it's going to be updated with a Grand Central. So she has to update the design to use 3-volt logic, not 5-volt logic. So far, so good. Um, looks like she's got sensors on it and some motor wheels turning. So um, that robot will be, uh, she's tweeting and, and updating it, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll post about it when it's done. Sophie showed off her super sweet Astor helmet with LEDs. It's got built-in lights from inside of it, which is like has a really cool like sci-fi look. 
Yeah, we um, shown this soon, but that's that's what it was. That's what it looks like, and like it looks like she's in like a sci-fi movie, like in space. And somebody she said it's like it looks really good to have the lighting on the inside, but it actually makes it really hard to see out the uh, the helmet. That was Melissa's project as well. And that's so. Melissa's project. Yeah. So yeah. Sophie showed that off, and how she did the craft paper decoration. So she got it off the shelf helmet, but then decorated it to make it look more like a like a cyberspace helmet. And it's got an itsy bitsy M zero and a microphone inside, and the, the there's LEDs on the outside that flicker when she talks. Um, Lucien uh, came by with a Spud, which is a single purpose uh, user device, and all this is a, it's a typing device. You type into it, it has an ink display. It can't go on the internet. It can't Facebook. It can't Instagram. All you can do is, is do creative writing on it. It has an LCD buffer that then writes the e-paper display. And it's saved to disk, and it's all done in embed. And then when um, the, your story is done and you want to share it with others, you hit the print button, and um, it actually uses a receipt printer to print out the story in a piece of paper. So it's it's just like it's this adorable like kind of it's not steampunk, but it kind of makes me think a little. It's a kind of got this like uh, like um, Blade Runnery steampunky kind of like wooden look. Yeah, where it's you, also like Brazil. Yeah, it's Brazil. Where it's like there's. There's zip, a, like, zip, 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 like zip. it's a it's a future, but the technology kind of is frozen. Yeah, you know, it just uh, it's a single serving computer, and the, the nickname of this project was called Spud. Spud. Yeah. Uh, TG Techie came by and showed off shapes on DisplayIO. So that's happening. And Roberto uh, had a Freddie Mercury cosplay, uh, and he 3D printed some earrings to match the video "I Want to Break Free," and then dressed up and had these I guess these gigantic like pink earrings. It looked really cool. And then Dan had some more e-ink and a calendar and like a name badge type thing. So it looks like he's doing some e-ink calendar stuff with some very nice looking fonts. Yep. All participants on the show and tell get an as seen on the show and tell sticker or something else I'll send them. Um, email support at and we will send you out one. It is part of our Adafruit live series of shows. Uh, JP's show is tomorrow. Don't forget we have some previews from um, JP, and then we'll do some mailbag. Uh, here's the rover that he's working on. A little bit of a preview of what's coming up. Great library and super easy to integrate future projects. Great instructions and explanations on the implementation and use. I spent a couple hours on the web looking for a good library, and this is by far the best one. I only wish I found this board before building my own board after gathering all the parts would have saved me time and money. I'm coming here first for my next project. Thank you, Learn Guide Reader. Thanks. Okay. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget we're in adafruit.it slash discord. This is where we see everyone's questions at the end. Um, Go register now if you haven't. Yeah. It's free. You should do that soon. Um, some MakeCode stuff that's uh, going on. Um, one, don't forget, if you go to createwiththecn.com, we did a partnership with Cartoon Network, Microsoft, and, of course, us. Um, and it's the Cartoon Network characters, specifically some of the characters from Steven Universe. So check out, if you have especially uh, kids who watch, or even adults who watch the Cartoon Network and Steven Universe, um, you could do some cool projects and use those characters and more and then we have um, two 
make code minutes from JP that I wanted to show. One is an arcade, and the other one is a lot of people asked us how does he do those videos? How does with, he do the videos with the green screen type effect? Yeah. Uh, well, it's built in the make code, but he shows you. So we're going to do two back to back ones. Okay, make code it away. In arcade today, I want to talk about a few things: setting backgrounds, food, and collisions. So if you look at my screen here, first of all, you'll notice I've got a background in my scene. And the way I did that was in my onStart block, I have created a set background image to block and brought it in. And then when you click on the little icon, you get the editor and you can paint a little uh, background or you can grab something from the gallery. So I've made like a little cityscape scene here. Uh, and now that just sets that as the background behind all of the sprites. Now I've got my Adafruit uh, Adabot sprite in there as well as the move controls that we looked at. And I've also created a new sprite and I called it battery. And you can see it looks like a little battery here. Uh, and I set it to a new type. Instead of player, I've set it to food. And this has some implications for uh, how gameplay works that makes it easy for you to do things like gain points or power up. So what I've done is I've set the position of the battery to 100 on X and 29 down on Y. And then I've also set it to stay in the screen bounce so it can't leave. And then the important part is that when I move my Adabot around, that sprite called uh, player type, whenever it overlaps another sprite of the type food, we can then tell things to happen. So what I've done is I've told the, the score to go up by one, uh, and score is something that's found in the info category. And I've also told the battery to then pick a new random location uh, somewhere on the screen in both X and Y, so it kind of jumps away. So you can see now if I come over into the simulator here and I just move my controls, watch what happens when I hit the battery. Boop, it pops away and I also get a little score there that's going up. So every time we touch that, it's going to react and move away. So this is the basis of uh, basic functionality that you can use for powering things up. And if we look over here on a hardware version running on a TFT, we get the same sort of behavior. And so that is how you can create backgrounds and food or bonus power-ups with collisions inside of Make Code Arcade. Hi, I'm John Park, and we're going to take a look at a couple of ways to use the green screen function inside of Make Code in order to display a video camera view behind your session. So, both of these involve clicking on the gear icon inside of Make Code and then head down to the green screen on menu item. Now, from here, we have a bunch of options of any cameras you have plugged in. So let's go ahead and start with that one. That's the easiest one. I'm going to choose my FaceTime camera here. And you can see immediately it displays this FaceTime view behind the session. And now inside of Make Code, you can go about moving things and changing your selections, adding new items, anything you want. But now you can point at stuff, which is really helpful for illustrations that you're doing inside of a live stream or a video screen capture. Now, if you're using a live streaming software or capture software that supports layers, you may be interested in the second option, which involves going to the same spot. I'm going to first turn off the green screen. And now when I come and turn it on again, 
I'm going to choose green background. Now you can see that it has knocked out the green background because I have my software set up to do that. This is what it looks like in its natural state. And now when I use the chroma key and select a green to knock out, I can then pick other things like a separate camera view uh, or a browser or a piece of drawing software if you want to use that for illustration. Kind of anything you want to set on a layer behind your session but still be able to see all of the elements of the make code session. And so that is a couple of ways that you can use the green screen function inside of make code. Okay, okay, and you can get more tips from JP, and we'll be published even more how we do stuff behind the scenes. And that was a feature that MakeCode added that was really cool because it allows educators to be part of the coding experience. And you know, yeah. a lot of a, a lot of times you see a little tiny a little thumbnail face. of a person and, and this then, like, giant IDE where everything's over here. And it's all like empty space too because yeah. like you know there's just white space everywhere. So yeah. this is a nice way of making it like an interesting and you can make the text the blocks really big yeah. because your face is in it rather than trying to shrink it into the One thing I like to do is have something like, oh, here's a plant and you're you're putting a water sensor in and you're you're showing the code on top of it and it's doing something. So you while you're doing the code you see it. That's right, it. especially with physical computing, having yeah. it you don't have to have a person, you can have the thing that you're affecting. Yeah. Okay. Python on hardware. There is so much going on. Our newsletter is almost up to 5,000 people, um, which is our fastest growing newsletter. And it's called Python on Microcontrollers. You can sign up on adafruitdaily.com. Um, this is high praise. This is from Carlos. Carlos used to do the Microbit newsletter. And this was uh, tweeted at us. I cannot emphasize how good this newsletter is. Definitely sign up if you like Python and microcontrollers. And we've covered Microbit too. It's not just circuit We cover Python. everything. We cover everything, yeah. including Python in general. In fact, sometimes. we're about to do that now. So if you want to keep up with the developments of CircuitPython 4, um, you can check out our newsletter, check out our site, check out all those places. Um, we had a milestone that we hit. Thank you so much, everybody. Stars, stars, stars. We hit 1,000 stars on GitHub. So github.com slash adafruit slash CircuitPython. It just shows that a lot of people are using it, and we appreciate that you all did that. Uh, Scott did a deep dive, and this was a very long video about Memory, memory issues, learning how, how to have debug stuff, yeah. and it's like if you're like I want to go deep into the the depths of internals of Circuit Python. You want to debug it and how to do it. Follow along. Yep. Um, it, it does take a little bit of practice, but this will at least get you that first run. You'll have Scott there by your side virtually. Sure. Um, we have some projects that we did this week. I'm going to go over some of these. This is the Lucky Cat, and then there was then Lucky we had the Lucky Pig. Plus, Lucky Pig. Yeah. <laughs> This is the BLE light switch with Feather NRF uh, 52840 using Cricut and CircuitPython. You can see it in action. about that one is it's not it's yes it's a remote control switch but it's great for accessibility where it's like you don't want to modify an existing light switch right. you just pop it on top then um edublocks there's an entire guide we released on edublocks if you're um, familiar with block-based programming and you want to do python this is a way to do it we have some adafruit io updates um, specifically related to python 
Mm-hmm. So do check that out. Um, I'll go over some of the stuff in our Yeah, IO more section. MQTT stuff. Come. We're adding some projects, and we're like, hey, yeah. you know, we can use some more MQTT support. So we've added that yeah. as well. We also renamed the library for IOTA name uh, to reflect the naming scheme of other ones. So it's um, IO, Adafruit IO Python. Yep. Okay. Rather than client. That's right. It's always client. In Method Magazine, there's an entire section devoted to embedded hardware development with MicroPython and CircuitPython. And Lady Ada was interviewed. Check it out. There's a link on the newsletter to download this. Uh, this is the second or third big industry magazine that noticed that Python on hardware is coming along. Um, if you watch Mythbusters, there's a box of Adafruit stuff in the background. Someone screenshot it and sent it to us. Yeah. Thank you. We sent them a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. Uh, Raspberry Pi opened up a store in the UK, and of course, there's Adafruit stuff there. So if you want to pick up some Circuit Python, some Python on hardware, some stuff to run our Linuxy Blinka on Raspberry Pi, you can go there and you can see a lot of our stuff. We were told that one of the first things sold there was Gusta Green LED um, for the store. Sophia has a really cool project. This is a helmet that is powered by CircuitPython. It's got an itsy bitsy M0 and it actually yeah. showed up on the show and tell. It's, got these, it's, it's a modified helmet to turn into a cosplay sci-fi prop. Looks great. That's right. Then um, some uh, kids here that Kathy posted up. This is from the Albany Medical College Step Program presenting Programmable Pals. Um, the kids made things for other kids. And so this is using some uh, eight of your stuff and more. Uh, Caitlin's dad made some great Circuit Python themes for, themed items uh, for Valentine's Day. I'm just going to show a little bit of it. And you're probably wondering. Why is the code BirdSense? Why is the code BirdSense? Well, uh, Lane, who uh, owns and runs Oshpark, made a bird synth. So the, the, the bird's able to uh, hit the certain parts on Circuit Playground Express using Circuit Python, and I'll let the bird take it away. Dinosaurs and writing code yeah. now. Uh, Gregor got the Adafruit Etherwing working with the in-development um, giant board. Which is actually kind of amazing that like the Wiznet 5500 just like, it just worked with right. Linux. I mean, that's kind of impressive. This is a custom-made Hi-Fi preamplifier. It's an open-source high-end, high-fidelity preamplifier made with CircuitPython. This is from cool. Melissa Makes. Melissa was on the show and tell. This is a radio control car that now gets its signals and more and makes it a programmable RC car and that uses Grand Central Circuit Python. Here is a little video of it in action. Zoom. And as expected and right on time, and one of the reasons we made Circuit Python is wouldn't it be great to be able to do cosplay, things like a Tron identity disk, and just be able to plug it in like a USB, it shows up like a USB drive, and you can quickly make changes. Well, that's what this is. It's a Tron identity disk using Feather NeoPixels and made with CircuitPython. If you want to change the code, it's instant. You just change you one can, little bit. You of text. can save the users so easily now. Yeah, you can now save the users. Or five the users. I don't know yeah, my Tron codes. Um, okay. This is a no point IR camera. This is made with CircuitPython. It's an IR camera that. Um, you have to see the whole project for an IR camera. When would you use it? 
How does it make sense? Because it uses our uses a the, a AMG eighty thirty three, and we also have a library for that sensor. Yeah. Um, also, uh, this was a neat pull request. There's an upcoming Circuit Python device made by Texas Instruments. This is going to go with their TI calculator. So this is a pull request to update some of the math stuff. So it kind of just works out of the box even better. Yeah, very interesting. We'll get one of those TI Python adapters when they're available. That's right. Yeah. So this might that might end up being the you know the million of these calculators. It'll be kind of cool to see it out there. Um, next up, SparkFun has a new tutorial. This is the latest guide that SparkFun's doing. They're using CircuitPython now, and this is to make a. Um, it's called Lord of the uh, Ring Lights, and this is a CircuitPython powered LED ring light. And Rob did that one. There was uh, FOSDEM, a conference, and Deshipu. Uh, Radomir did a great talk about game development, and this one just happened to be uh, with some CircuitPython. And uh, you could see some of his stuff on. Tindy as well as Hackaday.io, and we also link to the presentation, really cool presentation, um, being a full-stack game developer. Uh, this was some photos of the booth from um, Fosdem that MicroPython did. I like that they had women's shirts first. We made a rule here at Adafruit too, like we have shirts um, in our store, which we've, we've had in the past, like Transistor Man. Um, make sure they're in women's sizes Make sure they're in women's sizes styles. first. You can have all sizes, but make sure. not just like the boxy, you yeah. know, Hanes. You have to get like the nice like tailored that. shirts. Um, there's a couple sites that have some previews of the new MicroPython D-Series board. Check that out. We have some news around the web. This is if you want to learn MicroPython with GPIOs. We have some GitHub links. This is a really cool GUI library that runs on almost any platform. This is a really neat terminal-based, um, all computer memory usage, CPU usage that you can run. Xerath? Xerath. Xerath. Um, they've been doing Python on hardware for a while, and uh, they caught my attention again because they do. There's all sorts of ways you can do Python on hardware. Um, this is yet They're another. They're doing one. a different way. It's not yeah, the it's same like as middleware. Yeah, yeah, it's not like on the device in the same way. But do check this out. They it's all, like it's a, it's mixed. It's compiled, and you yeah. burn the whole thing on. It's still. They also different. accurately predict Python will be the number one way like, a lot of hardware is done. We think so too. Uh, Scott has been going around with this super secret beta of the Pi Portal, and this is an old style IBM keyboard that can directly plug into a Pi Portal. So that's Python on there and a keyboard. Um, in Model our M, actually. Yeah, here's, we've been doing some projects. This is some Pi Portal projects. Uh, this is a secondary display. This was from our quote service on Adafruit. I'm going to show some videos later on, but I uh, just wanted to show some of this in our Python section. This is a little tiny mini keyboard, this terminal head have some Python on e-ink. Um, latest news from our libraries, all 130 plus, um, all of our cool Blinka stuff on Linux. On, um, let's see, it's on, let me find the right date. Brent in New York City, Brent from Adafruit, is presenting. And he'll be presenting at February 19th at the uh, uh, New York meetup. And this is for CircuitPython. So it's a New York firmware meetup, which is cool because New York has firmware meetups. That's neat. Pi Cascades is coming up February 23rd, 24th. Um, I believe Scott will be there and also Nina. Um, and there'll be talks about CircuitPython and more. CircuitPython on hardware. PyCon will be there. Uh, well, some of our team will be there May 1st through 9th. And uh, expect to see and hear a lot about CircuitPython there. And then we also have one more event. This is February 23rd. This is in Rhode Island, Intro to Python. Adafruit Circuit Python talk will be presented. Yay. There. We have um, the weekly 
that we do yes. in Discord is now a podcast, so you can just listen to the audio. It's, All the links for that. it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on Pocket Cast. Um, we have the Circuit Python Weekly Meeting at iTunes, and we have this video podcast that goes on ITV, IGTV, iTunes, and more. All of this is in our updated Awesome Circuit Python list on GitHub. We're doing our translations. You have another week or so to get them in for yes. Circuit Python please, beta. Please do that because we would like to wrap up 4.0. A lot of our issues are on uh, translation. So if you know a language, and especially if we already have a translation for it, we have a couple strings that need updating. That's where we can, you can help out. You don't have to do a full translation. It's like yeah. maybe 10, 20 strings to translate, and that will help uh, keep the translations up to date for 4.0 release. If you have any questions about all this stuff, join us in Discord in the Circuit Python chat. If you missed anything here, don't worry, we have a recap and more. And this is the Adafruit Daily newsletter that goes out every single week, adafruitdaily.com. We have a whole separate site. We never want to spam anyone. We don't even want to be accused of that. So we have it separate, and you sign up. You have to and sign you, up, and it's hard, and, and it's like you to click a link. To, about 5,000 people, so this is one of our fastest growing newsletters. It just means the interest in Python and Python on hardware is, if you look at our, even our GitHub stuff, is, goes yeah. up. It's, it's hockey stick, as they say in the biz. Yep. So that's Python on hardware news. A lot this week. A lot happened. Every week, there's a lot. Okay, time travel. Look back in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers. This one, this is, um, you know, just pouring out pouring out a drink for my, for my robot friend. Um, Spirit and opportunity. Spirit was there for six years. It was Mars. meant to be for six years, right? Or no, actually. Spirit was. was oh, sorry. A, Spirit was there for six years. Six years, not meant to last that long. Um, opportunity was like ninety-two days. It's been going fourteen years. So this apparently is the last image it transmitted. You can see it got cut off there. Oh boy! And its message <laughs> was basically battery dying, getting dark. So, Aww. so uh, way to go. We populated another planet with, with robots. robots. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We, you know, we're not there yet, but we're getting, we're, our robots are. I love it. So um, that was cool. Also, um, vote for Our Lady Ada, the Women in Open uh, Source Award. Vote now. I'll put the link in the chat right now, but this is this is what it is. This is what she looks like. This is who you vote for. And um, this is why we have a community. Um, Y'all like the open source code that Lady Ada does. You can let the world know by clicking a button. I wrote a, a lot of open source code, believe me. You wrote a lot. I wrote so much. So I'm going to put this link I'm in still writing a Discord. lot. I wrote some this weekend. All, I, I, I spend a lot of time with Lady Ada. Trust me, it's all open source all the time. Oh, what a code. So I'm going to put this in each of the chats. So if everyone could just spend like one second of vote, that'll help us out quite a bit. And uh, the voting is for a while. It's internet voting, so, you know, this is what it is. Okay. Um, also, uh, you probably notice uh, Donald Bell is doing a Maker Update with us every single month. So do check that on our channel if you like Maker Update. There's an Adafruit edition. Jobs at Adafruit.com. If you have skills, post them up there. If you have a cool company and you want to hire someone cool from the Maker community, post your company up there. Lady Ada, we are an open source hardware company. Yes, yes, Approved yes. We have 1,747 guides. Ooh, we're getting close to 1,750. Yeah, what were the guides this week? Ooh, we had a lot of guides this week. Yeah. We had... Brent in K-Town uh, did the analog devices ADT7410 um, precision temperature sensor uh, guide. So it's um, last week's new product. We have Arduino and Python code and examples for that. It's a nice high quality temperature sensor over I squared C. It works with three volt and five volt logic. So that's kind of nice. And uh, that's from analog devices. It's the red board. Um, and then to go with that, uh, we also did two guides uh, that Brent wrote up. 
um, how to do an IoT temperature logger to Adafruit I.O. using the ADT7410 with a Raspberry Pi and Adafruit I.O. and that uses uh, Python and our Blinka compatibility for circuit Python libraries. Um, so that's how to get the temperature data and upload it to the cloud for like long-term storage because if your Raspberry Pi goes down, your data will still be stored uh, basically forever on um, Adafruit I.O. And um, so we did one guy and also we have an OLED to display the stats, which is kind of nice. We added a little like OLED. And then we also have a matching guide if you're like, well, I don't want to use Python, I want to use Arduino and an ESP8266. We have a guide how to make an IoT temperature logger with the ADT7410 using uh, a Feather ESP and an OLED Feathering on top and that same sensor. So basically the same code. Um, one is in Python, one is in Arduino. Same great sensor, two different preparations. Kind of when you go to a restaurant, they're like chicken two ways. This is the ADT7410 two ways. Um, we also have a guide from Brent on how to integrate Home Assistant with Adafruit I.O. It's a very popular home automation program for Raspberry Pi. And so Brent was like, well, how does you know, this work with uh, Raspberry Pi and Adafruit I.O.? Maybe we can integrate them somehow. So he wrote a guide how to set up a Home Assistant. And he kind of did a really lovely guide on that. And then how to add uh, Adafruit I.O. support. And so how you can add sensors and inputs and outputs. We'll be maybe doing more with um, Home Assistant as well. Last week's JP's guide, He's been trying out the new Bluefruit uh, LE Bluetooth Low Energy NRF52840 Feather, which has CircuitPython support. And so we've also got um, Bluetooth Low Energy working on that Feather in CircuitPython, which means we can start doing some basic projects to sort of test the waters, like how, how is it to use CircuitPython with uh, Bluetooth Low Energy. So this is a light switch. You saw the little video. Use any Bluetooth tablet, phone, computer, and you can use our app and you send commands and it turns the light switch on and off. Very simple, but you know, it's wireless communication without Wi-Fi. Um, it's a really good example of how to get basic message passing back and forth. Uh, we'll show uh, the video for that in a bit as well, maybe if there's a longer video. Uh, we have the Raspberry Pi Zero stand. Known Pedro made a, a, like an easy but very useful uh, stand for your Raspberry Pi Zero, any zero, zero W. You want to have one of our um, you know, displays on it. We have an OLED display maybe, or you want the radio bonnet, or maybe you want Pimeroni speaker bonnet, uh, which is one of the ones that they demoed. Um, it just stands it up, and it has a little cable guide for the cable, so you can sit on your desk uh, and sit there, and you don't have it kind of like higgly-biggly. It's like all beautiful and organized. It's very easy print. No supports needed. You can print it on just about any 3D printer. I mean, this isn't very big. And you can customize it, too, if you want to. Um, Change. I think this is a version with the, for the classic Raspberry Pi. It's a little bit taller, but you can um, rotate it to make one for, uh, or you can uh, rotate it or, or twist it or, or change it for however you want to orient your Pi Zero. Real quick, a guide from Mike Barella. People are asking, how do I share my project on Adafruit Show and Tell? He's got a guide telling you all you have to do to do that. So check that out if you were like, I'd love to be on the Show and Tell and get one of those cool stickers. We've got the NeoPixel Spats using a Gemma M0 and MakeCode spice up your cosplay, especially if you're doing an evening cosplay, you want some glimmer and glam. This is part of her like cyber Edwardian costume build. Um, starting off with the spats, this is a no solder project. Uh, really good, easy beginner project if you want to do uh, cosplay, especially if you want to have cyber cosplay. Um, also, if you've been watching JP's Make Code Minutes and you're like, how do you do that really cool uh, green screen effect? Well, we showed the little video and now we have a guide to go with it, how to turn on green screen mode in MakeCode and use your webcam so you can appear behind the code or your project can appear behind the code. Excellent for teaching or if you're a teacher 
and you have you know you want to display it um, with a projector this way you know the kids instead of having to bounce between your face and the display they can just look at the image and they can see you behind the code as you're doing it Davis Dell's updated uh, one of the first projects he did with us which was a humidity and temperature sensor uh, now even better it has e-ink display an ultra low power mode so the e-ink display you know stays on even when it's turned off using circuit python reads the temperature humidity writes to the ink display, writes if there's any warnings, if it's below or above the temperature limits, and then goes to sleep for an hour. So it's a very low power device and he keeps uh, like herbs inside of um, bottles and he, or you know, if you're making um, like spices or if you're making jam or whatever, maybe you like need to keep the temperature and humidity to a certain level. So this is a cyber project. Um, new guide author came by with uh, noisy grains of sand. So this is a really good, cool <laughs> effect. And it, and it makes like uh, uh, tinkle sounds. It makes little like sparkly sounds as you're doing it. So it's, it's sound and light with the Neo Trellis um, with these grains of sand. And we've got a guide for the new product this week. It's the MLX 9393 uh, wide range triple axis magnetometer. We'll show off a little demo at new product section. But if you want to get started with uh, this really nice a wide range magnetometer, check out the guide. Okie dokie, more guides ahead. Um, we have an Adafruit IO update, I want to talk about that. Yeah. So we got a bunch of new stuff on Adafruit IO. I know, it's only been improvements. Yeah, so Adafruit IO, just let me just mention some first about Adafruit IO. What, what do you want to, what could you possibly say? So, you don't need Adafruit hardware to use it. Oh, you can use any hardware? Any hardware you want. No, but there must be some sort of like requirements. You buy something from Adafruit to use Adafruit.io. None. So it's free? It's a free service. That doesn't now make you, any sense. Yeah, there's a free service. You can't use it to run your business. We have a pro account for that, and that's only $99 a year. Yeah. Or like 10 bucks a month. So even if you have like an ESP from some You others, got something free from someone. You yeah. got You bought something from some site, and you're just like, oh, What cool. if you have some really old hardware? Fine. What if you design your own hardware? Fine. What if it's Linux? Fine. What if it's Arduino? Fine. What if it's CircuitPython? Fine. So that's important. Is it all fine? Well, that's important because we said we were. That's we said this is important to us. We're not going to lock people in. So that's important. Okay. So here's the other thing. Well, I, I feel device. like you've said it's fine. It's fine. Um, we welcome all. We, we play nice on every device. Yeah. Ooh, that's okay. a good saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So um, we have a quick help feature. So if you're the if you just got an Adafruit IO account, you just sign up for me. Um, it, it walks you through. You know, like sometimes there's sites that they walk you through the tutorial things. I love that. We did that. Oh, I love that. We got that. So nice. So we have Welcome.io, getting started with Python. We've got um, a quick guide to feeds. What is feed metadata? Dashboards, all that stuff. Um, check that out. The other thing is, I'm just going to go through the list. We have the feed webhooks. We've got the Adafruit.io Python library. Just talked about that a bit. We have the um, community projects that we recently posted, and then all the new learn guides that use Adafruit IO. So that's our Adafruit IO update. Again, can use any device, it's free. We put that out there, we have a bill of rights for your data, it's your data. Um, it's, it's very important that you look at our very simple, we have eight terms in the terms of service, like we make sure that was important. Um, and if you want to run a business on it or something, we have a very low cost pro account as well. So that helps support services and Adafruit as well. So that is our Adafruit IO update. Nice. We have some factory footage and more. Take it away, Adafruit factory. Beep boop.
All right, and it wouldn't be a Main New York City factory footage. Not some snow. Segment without, this is what the pick and place fell asleep to and woke up to. And uh, we got some snow in New York, so this is snow. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Pretty printing. No, and Pedro have a bunch of stuff this week. We had them on the show and tell, and then here's the videos that you'll want to see on how to make some of this stuff and more. So we're going to do this, and then I got a couple other things. Okay. Okay, before we do the speed up, um, I put this in the uh, Python and microcontroller newsletter, but I wanted to mention here too. So we have a lot of our 3D models up on GitHub now, and you know that because I have a 3D Adafruit and a 3D Blinka. Yeah. That's how this is this is 3D. Yeah, the 3D Blinka's coming out, yeah. Yeah. All right, and then here is a foldable cube speed up video. Okay. Okie every Wednesday, 3D Hangouts with Noah and Pedro. You can watch that on our YouTube channel, Twitch, and more every Wednesday. Um, Adabox, if you haven't, Adabox will be shipping soon. I promise you it'll be probably the best Adabox yet. Um, we have a few slots open, but go to adabox.com. I'll start doing more reminders later, but um, I have to do this each show because if I don't, people will be like, you should remind me. Yeah, and show. we're running low on slots, by the way, and there is a hard limit. It's not like, oh, yeah, we'll just yeah, open we some more. Yeah, we have to ship a bunch in a certain amount of time. So it's not like other companies where it's like, oh, there's a stretch goal. There ain't. Once we're, once we're out, we're yeah, out. We have one goal, to get these to you on time. And yeah, and yeah. we're done. Um, all right. Well, before we do new products, the code is BirdSense, and it's because uh, birds learn how to play musical instruments now. Let's beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Birds are beeping. Okay. You ready, Lady Anna? Yes. Alright, let's uh, do this. It's time for new. 
Lady Ada on our Grammy award-winning record. I know. New. New. Uh, all right. So this is a coming soon. It's a coming soon. So I think we'll just show the photo. Um, we have some students and teachers and parents, educators who want to have uh, like a plant kit for um, learning electronics and sensing. So this is a Circuit Playground Express kit that comes with a battery pack, a USB cable, one green alligator clip, and a stainless steel nail. And um, the Circuit Playground Express has capacitive sensing. So when you stick that nail into soil, it can detect how wet it is, which is great for doing plant moisture sensing. So, you know, we have, a, we have demo code already, um, plotting, plotting code for CircuitPython. We also have some code for MakeCode. So you can make your own reactive soil plant monitor. Um, this is great if you want to like teach kids agricultural skills or plant caring skills and also electronics at the same time. So showing how programming isn't just about making things appear on a screen, although there is a little bit of that, but also how to make physical devices in the real world react and maybe solve problems that we all have. Like, forgetting to water our plants. Yeah, we'll have a plant in space back because China put some seeds on the moon and, you know, we gotta, we gotta do our part. We gotta get some plants in space too. Okay. Okay. We have this fun case from PyCom. It's an IP67, and it's kind of like a universal case. Um, what I like about this is it's not too big, so you can fit like a feather inside of it. The photo here they, they provided with a, a PyCom board, but yeah, feather is about the same size. You can fit a battery, and what's neat about this case, which I'll show off, in person on the overhead is, well, there's a couple things going on with this thing that are pretty cool. So, um, okay, so first up, there's this gasket here, which you can kind of barely see, but there's a rubber gasket on the inner lid and brass inserts. This is a nice, nicely made case. It's a sound of quality. If you have a brass inserts, it means you can take it apart and put it back together and it won't like dissolve. Um, it's got lots of bosses for attachment points, which is nice. Uh, it's got sort of this, um, these uh, mounting hole slots here, so you can attach it very easily without having to like hook it onto something. And uh, it has these pop-outs. We've popped them out already. So these are normally closed, um, like this one, but there's one for, um, like this one is the same size as a cable gland, uh, PG7, which is like a standard size gland. So if you want to have cables, that um, stick out. You would take one of these glands, and we have a guide all about glands. Um, you put this in, and then you can have cables, uh, you, you, you finish the job and screw it in, but you can have cables leave and maintain that waterproofness or weatherproofness without having to worry about like, how do you fill in this hole? So cable glands are a great pairing for this. Um, there's many sized holes and slots that you can attach to, and these are like um, SMA connector size slots so if you have antennas or you maybe want like a panel mount usb thing so you have a couple of punch outs so you punch these out um with carefully with um a tool or a knife and then you can uh, attach a uh, um, antenna or cables and then have your electronics um, inside nice and safe and, and while it is designed for pycom boards it's not only for pycom boards so it's good for everything but um, they designed it for their customer base, and we're like, this is pretty handy. Okay. So put it in the store. Next up. Ooh, the MLX 9393. This is a very cool sensor. So this is a wide range magnetometer. So we stock other magnetometers in the store, actually the LSM 303, and almost all of the nine-off sensors we have, you know, they have pretty good magnetometers. These magnetometers are designed for sensing the Earth's magnetic field. 
So they're very sensitive and they saturate quite fast. You, do, you can't measure very magnetic things because they're meant to pick up the very slight um, magnetic uh, signature, that you know, the, the direction of the North Pole, so that when combined with gyroscopic and accelerometer data, you can get uh, you know, that nine degrees of freedom, which lets you do orientation sensing. But when you use a magnet next to them, they, they quickly oversaturate because a magnet is so much more powerful, like even the lowest cost earth magnet, uh, where earth magnet is more powerful than the North Pole. So those sensors usually top out at like, what, like one microtesla. And this goes up to like, I think like 50. So, I mean, maybe even like 0.1 microtesla. I mean, it's, it's, it's massive. Yeah, this is uh, 2.5 up to 50 um, microteslas in range. And it has a couple different gains. So I'll show you what I mean. Um, so right now, you know, it, it does have... Um, it is, you know, measuring the data. Even if you can't read the text completely because it's, it's quite small. I'll try to zoom in a little bit more. So you see, it is, it is able to measure, you know, I can rotate it and it will, it will measure uh, the magnetic field of Earth um, at, a, you know, it's at some range. But what it's really good for is if you have a magnet, it can sense the magnet, and as I rotate the magnet, it can, you can see the numbers, um, especially cool. the X, changes around a lot. So what you can use this for is actually, it's used for like joysticks and um, uh, rotary encoders. So if you have something with a magnet in it, you can kind of sense where is it in relation to this um, sensor. So you, it's not good for like long-range positioning, but if you're doing something with very short-range positioning, if you want to detect only one item, right, because two magnets is going to mess it up because it doesn't know the difference. But you have one item with a magnet attached to the end, you can sense where it is with respect to the sensor because it can, can measure these um, massive, um, actually this must be nanoteslas, not microteslas, but, um, but you can see that the scale is, is off, but um, the, the overall reaction is the same. So you're seeing it can detect where it is, and as I twist this, um, it can also detect that as well because it's in all three axes. So it's a magnetometer, but not good for earth magnets. It can kind of do earth magnet detection, uh, like, you know, the earth we're on, but it's better for rare earth magnet detection um, where something is moving around in space. So different kind of magnetometer. This is one of the few magnetometers that can handle that kind of massive range. As you can see, it goes from like 50 to like 50,000. It goes quite high, quite fast. Um, you need a sensor that won't saturate at those high readings. And uh, this magnetometer does it. We've coded an Arduino and CircuitPython. Works over I2C. It's quite easy to use. You just query the data and you get it back. Mm, makes it super easy to get magnet data and maybe position data into your project. Okay. And the star of the show tonight besides the community and Yuli data is this 2.7 inch E-ink tricolor display. And the absence of color counts as color on this. That's why they call it I know, it's like people are like, well, what, what are the three colors? Gotta end it, gotta say it, gotta end it. Because this is the internet. That's right. The three colors in question here are white, red, and black. Um, you can't mix the red and black, so you have basically three colors. Um, so between the three, though, you can do uh, black text with red highlights or red text, although the red uh, pixels are a little chunkier, it seems to me. Um, and we've got this on a breakout. So we've already got a 1.5 inch and a 2.13 inch display. This is the bigger one, 2.7. I can't recall the number of pixels. I think it's like 250 by 170 pixels, both black and red. So the thing about this ink display that's special is most ink displays you can't use within Arduino because you don't have enough memory 
because you have to just you have to buffer the entire display um, in memory because you can't write to just one section. You can't write one pixel at a time. You have to write the entire display at once, much like OLEDs. And um, if you do the math, this is I think like 12 kilobytes of RAM required to buffer um, both red and black pixels. Which even if you have like a really nice Mac controller, 12 kilobytes of RAM is quite a bit. Um, if you have a Linux computer, yeah, it's not so bad. But if you have a microcontroller, like an, even an ESP8266 or 32 or an M4, um, it's not a trivial amount of memory. So what we did is on the back of this display, we put an SRAM chip. So it adds a little bit more to the cost. But what that means is that I can run this on a chip with only 2K of RAM. And it's even getting the display, this image, off of an SD card. So it's even using its RAM to like manage SD card stuff. It's, it, almost no memory is used for the display itself because the SRAM on the back is what buffers the display for you. So again, a little bit more cost means you don't have to waste precious microcontroller memory that is you know, very limited and you need that. Especially for ink displays, as you can see, they don't update fast. So it doesn't matter if you write to the display like super quickly. I mean, it, it does slow it down when you use an SRAM chip because you're, you, know, you have to get the data from the chip and, and write it instead of directly from memory. But it's not that much slower. It's like maybe you know, a quarter of a second slower. And with respect to the overall display refresh rate, it barely affects it. And it means you can use it with any microcontroller you like, from the Atmega 328 to the M0 to the M4 to STM32, whatever you like and without having to worry about running on memory. So now we have three sizes available, and then this one, the 2.7 inch, so far the largest, but the same size as uh, you know, an Arduino. It's kind of the Arduino-shaped um, sized. It's 2.7 degrees diagonal, about like, I think 2.4 by 2.1 or something. But um, that's the new e display. Okay. Three colors, SD card, SRAM, super easy to use. Boom. Okay, lady. It's time for a new product recap. Let's do the new product recap. Coming soon, if you'd like to run a workshop or teach kids, or maybe just make your own uh, Circuit Playground Express plant watering detector, uh, this kit comes with Circuit Playground battery, alligator clip, uh, stainless steel nail. You write the code with uh, our free Circuit Python or MakeCode editors, and you can make your own sensor to tell you when you need to water your plant. The PyCon IP67 universal case has uh, got lots of nice pop-outs. You can use it with cable glands to weatherproof, waterproof. Uh, use designed for PyCon boards, but can be used with any board that will fit inside of it, of course. The MLX9393 is a very interesting triple-axis magnetometer from Alexis. It has a very wide sensor range, which means that you can read uh, very high uh, magnetic sensor data, not just from the Earth's magnetic field, but um, from a rare earth magnet. So it's good for localized positioning rotation of something that has a magnet attached to it. This 2.7 inch e-ink tricolor display can display white, black, red pixels, about uh, 200 by 170 uh, pixels. Uh, it's got SRAM built into it and SD card slot, so you can use it with any microcontroller and the entire memory display is buffered for you. So you can use it even with something like an Atmega 328 and display images off SD card, print text, and graphics to your ink display. Uh, and we've got libraries for it in both CircuitPython and Arduino. Okie dokie, and whatever you have in stock right now, you can use a code BERTSIN until 11.59 p.m. Eastern time tonight, and I get to 10% off in the Adafruit store, and that pays bills here. 
Um, we're going to do a little bit of top secret, and we're going to answer some questions. So head over to Discord. You can start typing your questions. Um, I'm just going to talk over these because they're just videos that we're posting. So this is um, a secondary display on a little tiny laptop, and this is basically a secondary Moo display. And what if you want to hack faster? Well, now you can. you can hack faster. And this is doing a neat thing that will be part of an upcoming product and also in CircuitPython allow you to... Uh, use the terminal, and this is Moo on another display, live, real time. Uh, nice. And then this, just for extra credit, is look at the little tiny keyboard. It's a small. Typing on that very same display that's using a fun little trick. And then this is what I call terminal head. And terminal head is a hollowing. This works on hollowing as well. The so. terminal, yeah. It just automatically yeah. works. So if you've got something with display in CircuitPython, you can have text. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, if you might have projects where you don't necessarily um, need a full graphical interface if you just want text output right. and this could be good enough. Okay, and then um, this, we got this working. This is uh, using, uh, this is a little Internet of Things device. This is the quotes on Adafruit.com uses CircuitPython and Wi-Fi, gets it from the site, brings it down, and then this just happened to be Maya Angelou, so it pulled that image in. And these are other ones where there wasn't an image associated yet, but this is all live over the internet, getting quotes from Adafruit.com slash quotes, the easiest IoT device. You know, it took five minutes to make um, this project, which is usually impossible and hard. And then this is a fun e-ink tester. This is an e-ink feather coming soon. soon. So yeah. the e-ink that you just saw, but imagine if you could just plug a feather into the back. Yeah, so that's all the top secret. And then the last thing is, if we can go to the overhead, Lydia, can you put the... Uh, this is live off Reddit, so if you go to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash circuit python you probably heard a ding during the show this is live subscribers so if you click subscribe to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash circuit python you'll hear a ding in the background and this will go up go, and it'll go up and that is uh all live getting it no uh api keys needed you just put in the url uh it's a json file it displays it put an image in this is iot in a matter of minutes so this is a new project and product we are working on. Um, that is it with Top Secret. Who? Get back in the vault. Back in the vault. Okay. Um, we're going to answer your questions. I had a couple loaded up already. Um, we answer your questions over on Discord. Um, Let's go to Discord. Yeah. And uh, oh. it's Adafruit IT. Guess what just happened? Discord. Yeah, someone did the right thing. Boom. Good. Correct. That is the right thing to do. Yeah. Go and subscribe. Okay. Um, we answer your questions there. So, uh, speaking of me memory issues with Arduino. Is that why WAV files can't play? Because it can't buffer the same type of thing? It's very hard. Um, you need to have, for WAV files, especially if you want to play WAV files off of external disk and not memory, you need to have something, you have to have a lot of DMA and stuff that's happening in the background. It's just really challenging to do. And Arduino doesn't have a lot of strong audio support. It's just not something that was kind of built into it. So all the audio playback stuff is kind of like tacked on. It's not part of the core like operating system or like the core supported stuff. Um, the way, like for example, the serial USB is, is a core supported um, hardware element. Audio playback and graphics is not. Okay, um, next up, do we have any Adafruit products that are multi-layer PCBs? No, so far, no. I think we've actually managed to get away with two layer for everything, which is multi-layer. Two layers is multi. Mm -hmm. um, we stock items, I know the particles, I think six layers. Wow, that went up quite a bit. That's right. It's 259 to 263. Thank Oops, you. Oops, doing the right thing. 
Four okay. thank yous. Okay. Um, next up. I'm confused about BLE. Can a BLE host accept a connection from a Bluetooth 3 device? I don't think so, but it seems like you did with your um, CPY terminal with keyboard. Oh. That was a hack. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird, and it doesn't really... It's a little bit of a trick. Um, however, we're trying to figure out what's possible with the ESP32 that's on there. Everything is a little complicated. The ESP32 so this is doing does, a Bluetooth yeah. to other things. Yeah, it's doing Bluetooth to, to just a computer. Yeah, but it's not, yeah, we can't talk about it. What? It was in the top secret section. Oh, that's true. But but it is it is a little bit of a hack. So it's not it's not it's not what you think. There is possibly a way to do this. Yeah. Okay. But it's a hack. Uh, next up. I think those are the most questions we're going to ask for this turn in time for the rank. Uh, is this show live? Yes, it's live. It's live. That was easy. That was easy. That's the easiest question so far. Okay. Wouldn't it be funny if we just said that every episode? <laughs> yes. Yeah, All right. Um, we have to give some away. What do you want to give We're away? We're going to give year? away a 2.7 inch ink display. Yeah. Yes. Because. And what are the rules? The rules yes. are. Only one winner per my lifetime. If you've won something before on this show, you can't win again. We want to give everybody a shot at winning a prize. That means more people have a chance to win, and that's good for everybody, isn't yeah. it? I think so. Uh, the what do you need to do? The first person to call the phone number when it appears on the screen, and uh, with your phone, you use your phone, you call the phone number. I'm going to pick it up the phone. When it rings twice, I'm going to say, ahoy, ahoy. And then I'm going to ask you your name where you're calling from, and a project you're working on or you want to work on. If you can do those things, I'm going to give you a free 2.7-inch ink display. Like a $3 value. Yeah. Just All you have to do is call on your phone. You can use Skype. I don't care as long as it's call the phone number. Yeah. And don't forget, when I say ahoy, ahoy, you have to say hello or something back. Yeah, Maybe turn down your audio. Call now. Yeah. Free, free, free. Oh, that was, that was so fast. Well, if people want this ink display. Let's see. Second ring. Right. Right, I'm gonna pick it up. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello. Hello. Hello, ahoy, ahoy. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Joe, and I'm calling from Massachusetts. Okay, Joe from Massachusetts. Well, congratulations. You were able to call this phone number, and thus you are the winner of a 2.7 inch e-ink display. Wow. Outstanding. It's amazing. I mean, like this is like the best thing that's happened to you all day. All you have to do is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at adafruit.com, and say, hey, it's Joe from Massachusetts. Go Pats. I won a product number 4098. Please send it to me. And they're going to ask you for your like address and stuff. And then you're going to get it. That's, that's, that's so easy. Thank you very much. Oh, so what's a project you're going to build or you want to build or you're building or what whatnot? Uh, current project's pretty vanilla. It's just... Uh Octoprint for a new 3D printer. Oh, that's so, cool. Alright, well, you could attach an ink display on it. Maybe it would show you what you're printing. Or, I don't know, come up with something cool. Come on by on the show and tell with your projects if you're 3D printing stuff. We love to see what people are printing, even if it's your first or second print on a printer. That's always fun. Like, as Yoda heads. And uh, we'd love to see you there. And congratulations, Joe. Thank you much. Alright, good night. Don't forget to email support Adafruit. Okay. Good work. And also we got another subscriber. Oh, yeah? You yeah. should put it under there. I did. Look at that. 264. 264. Good work. All right. Thank you, folks. Okay. Well, that's our show for tonight. Um, thank you, everybody. Don't forget uh, the code is BirdSense. Good work. Keep playing that. Keep playing that BirdSense. That BirdSense bird. Um, 
That's the code. Uh, 10% off the native free store all the way up to level 59. Yeah, folks can still ask questions in the chat, but we're going to be getting out of here soon. Yeah. Um, other uh, folks are here, too. They can... Yes, a lot of people answer in the questions. chat can answer your questions. Do you 24-7. 24-7. Yep. I'm there sometimes. You're there sometimes. Yep. Uh, oh, I just so realized, oh, so I got the units wrong for this MLX. The reason is it's on the back. It's millitesla range, and this is okay. microtesla. So I was, I was off by a factor, but the wrong way. All right. For the, well, those people out there who are really into SI units in your life. Thank you, all the uh, remote team members, all the team members here at Adafruit. Uh, Takara, who's running the Slack behind the scenes. All of our Adafruit remote team members who help in uh, Discord. All of uh, the folks who are helping us test some new hardware that we just recently sent out. All of our Adafruit customers and community. Thank you so much. You make all this possible. We'll be here next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time for Show and Tell, 8 p.m. for Ask an Engineer. We have so much new stuff coming out, it is hard to keep up. So that's why we continue to do these shows to keep y'all updated on this. It is no better time ever in the history of forever to do electronics. Yeah. Uh, it is a lot of fun. And um, if we can, uh, we make this stuff, but sometimes we even get to make projects and it's getting faster and easier. Yep. So uh, CircuitPython is a big part of that. More and more and more. Yeah. Adafruit.io, CircuitPython, and all this stuff. It is a lot of fun. I can't wait. Thank you, everybody. Okay. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, I'm going to play out with a moment of Zener, and then I'm going to play a little snippet of a video, and then there's these kids who are using some of our stuff, and a teacher posts up, so I'm going to play that, and then there'll be some music. So enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, we Here pack is up. your moment of Zener. Good night. It's for dog bones to like entreat the dog to run. Okay, and so can you can you show me like it does something when you move it or shake it or? When you move it, it does this. So it's making a noise and it's flashing the lights. If you hold it still for me when you like shake it, just a one shake. There you go. And then we can see the lights flashing. So it can entreat the dog to run so it can get energetic. Cool. And do you want to tell us your name? My name is Kingston. And Kingston, how old are you? My name is... I'm nine. I'm nine. You're nine. And you're like a hardware expert. You've done this for years, right? No. No? How many hardware projects have you done? One. This is awesome. Would you like to play with it a little more? Yes. And do another project? Cool. Actually, no, I don't want to do another project. You're not going to do another project right now? Okay. That's fine. <laughs> what you got there? It's a siren. It's a siren? And I'm going to get really close because we didn't make it too loud for in the room. So show me, tell me like, what would that siren be used for? You call this project what? Because um, people, when, it's a siren for when people are blind, they know where the siren is and they follow the siren. Cool. So like we could put it on the walls and if the power went out, it would go on its battery and they could still find the exit? Or would you? It would still light up. If I have this power source. Yep, so we could like put it on batteries or something so that batteries would come on if the power went out. That's really cool. So they could follow you that way, right? Or you could even walk around with it. Somebody could follow you around school with it, right? Right. That's very cool. I like that idea. What gave you that idea? I just thought maybe people can find up your blind. Maybe people can find it. Because of the sound. 
Hey Sylvie, what you got there? Um, it's a hardware necklace. And what does it do? It measures sound. Show me how it works. Uh, Just show me right here. Um, well, um, the weight, um, how loud you are, that's how, that's the lights that go, that, and the lights that are on are how loud you are, and the lights that are out are the ones that, how loud you are. So can you make it fill all the way up? Uh, I think if it gets um, all the way quiet. Well, that would be all the way dark, right? Mm -hmm. So if, how loud do you have to get to make it show all the lights? I have no idea. Can you try it? Can you get really loud? I don't want to. You don't want to? Okay. Can you make a loud noise? You don't want to. Okay. Well, it's a very cool. Did you have fun with that piece of hardware? You want to try something else with it? Okay, cool. I'm going to do both. Show me what you've got there. I'm shooting video. Can you tell me what you did? So I coded it to uh, whenever you clap, it'll turn to orange. Will it also do it for any loud noise? What happens if you bang the table? Yes. <laughs> cool. Good job.